This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From the local lanes to the PBA Tour, bowling fans, welcome to the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, presented by the Milwaukee area Napa Auto Care Associates. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome in to the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Sparky, as mentioned, Phil Brylo from PBA Extra Frame in the house as well. No Dwight Albrecht. I've not heard from him, but uh, he had some health things going on Thursday, and uh, he will be back next week. Have you uh, have you heard from have you talked to Dwight? Haven't had a chance to talk to Dwight. Got back in from <clears throat> Reno uh, very late Friday night. Almost yeah. uh, almost got stuck in Phoenix overnight. Ooh, that would have been bad getting back yesterday. Your yeah. flight is you always have flight problems <laughs> of some sort. Either you're sick and you're going to die, or you have layover problems. But I came out ahead in this one because they bumped me originally on Southwest on a flight from Phoenix to Milwaukee. They need they needed one more person to take a bump. A couple took the bump. Woman from Southwest goes, "I'll give you a two hundred fifty dollar voucher to get back on this plane right now." said, hey, I get to ruin someone's day. There's one aisle left in the plane where people have nobody sitting between them. They're thinking, oh, we're the lucky ones. Not anymore. I got lucky on that one. 250 bucks from Southwest. That's what you got? Yeah. Nice. And they're still on my same flight home. So how did that work? That. <laughs> so you got a $250 voucher and yeah. still ended up on the same flight. Exactly, because a couple took a uh, – they needed one more person to take a bump, and the couple said, well, we'll both stay. She looked at me, the, the woman at the counter, she goes – I'll give you a $250 voucher if you get back on that plane right now. Sold. Get out yeah. of here. Bonus. Makes up for uh, some of the gambling losses at Silver Legacy. I was out in Reno for two weeks. That's but. crazy. <laughs> okay, so uh, for those of you uh, that don't know and aren't following along here, the World Series of Bowling uh, has been going on. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's going to be coming to TV soon. Uh, but it's been being taped out in Reno. Now, before, it was taped out at South Point in Vegas. And that's when I used to go. I haven't been out to the Reno World Series of Bowling taping as of yet. Got the little one at home and so forth. But um, your comparison now, year two, uh, Reno versus South Point uh, in Vegas, the, the the things that are the same, the things that are different, the pros, the cons, break it down. 
Silver Legacy, great host, just like South Point. Uh, everywhere in the casino, there were uh, signage to go over the bowling stadium, watch the bowling that was going on. Uh, it's about the same walk. You get outside the Silver Legacy. It's a long walk back from the hotel casino at South Point back to the bowling plaza, right. as you know. Yep. It's about that same walk, except it's outdoors, so it's like 20 degrees and snowing in Reno a couple of days we were there. Really? You had snow? Yeah. I never had snow in Vegas when yeah. we were there. Uh, but, yeah, great host. Uh, bowling Stadium, Bob Thomas and his – you know, staff do a great job hosting the PBA. Everything they need's there. Uh, our internet speed for extra frame was great. All of our hookups were there. What about turnout yeah. for the TV shows? From what I saw yesterday, because they taped the Animal Parents yesterday, it's equivalent to what they had in Vegas. Really? Yeah. I mean, the World Championship today will be the big one. I know there's like I know there's at least one bus coming in with people from California. Really? They're, they're taking they're, they're, people in from California. Ta- yeah, they, there's a they were there last year as well, where they all want they're all from the same bowling center, and they all want to come over and watch the the TV taping. So that's pretty cool. They'll pile on a bus, and yeah, so they'll have plenty of a uh, with the stadium. There's plenty of permanent seating. All right, uh, there as well, just like they have at South Point in the bowling plaza. So uh, they had some temporary bleachers off to the side. Those were filled yesterday really nicely. So that's good. They did the tapings. Yeah, that's so really it's gonna good. be good. So in years past at South Point, when I've been there, you've had uh, different mall manufacturers doing giveaways, giving away a Storm bowling ball here or a Brunswick bowling ball or whatever the case may be in between TV uh, timeouts. Because what happens is, for those of you that don't know, I'll explain it. Phil can help me where I'm wrong. Um, They record the show that it plays back. So Phil pretty much knows the results. But um, those of you that don't, I don't know the results. I've stayed away from all of it because I wanted to just watch it on TV when it happens, get the natural reaction and come in here and then react to it the next week. But uh, so they record it kind of in real time. They record it like they're doing the show live. So the actual commercial breaks are like what you see on TV. That's how long the audience sits there and waits. So in that commercial break, uh, you have a guy that goes out and is that hype guy, I guess, kind of sort of Mike Jakubowski, who used to be with the PBA, used to kind of be that guy. Yeah. Um, he would go out of the microphone, be that hype guy, get everybody uh, worked up, would give away a bowling ball here, T-shirts, hey, hold up your USB-C card or whatever, that type of deal. Uh, so it keeps the crowd uh, involved in it. They, they tell the crowd, they, they, they coach up the crowd before the event starts as far as when they want you to cheer, when they want you to be quiet, um, who to watch for when you're coming out of commercial breaks and so forth, how long you're going to have to clap. Uh, all that stuff, so the do's and the don'ts. It, it is it is a very, in my opinion at least, it's a very well-done production uh, by the PBA as far as doing a TV show that's being taped because when you're there, obviously it's live to you, but it's also being recorded like it's live. And yesterday the shows were on ESPN3 and watch ESPN as they happened. So as you I don't said, understand why they tape. call that ESPN3, by yeah, the way. <laughs> because either. you know what happened? Dwight last week goes, I don't have ESPN3 on yep. my cable. Right, because it's not cable. It's yeah. on the internet, Dwight. He's like, what? I'm going, yes, it's just type, go, Google it, look. And so yeah. I showed him. I go, see, it just means you watch it on the internet. It's yeah. no different than Extra Frame, except it's ESPN ran. Exactly. And so, yeah, so they were doing that yesterday. You could see the hype guy as they were coming on our breaks doing, as you said, the same thing. And saw a picture of a couple of people I know that were out at the tapings at one bowling ball. So they're still awesome. doing the giveaways and, yep. and everything. So and. Uh, Did they have, because uh, at South Point, they used to have like a little mini bar set up mm-hmm. uh, under the stands that people can go get a beverage or two at or whatever. It, what, they do something similar to that in Reno? They have a permanent uh, vent, uh, uh, concession stand 
Oh, they behind do. the lanes. Built yeah, in. so you can yeah, so you can go back and grab a beer or a hot dog or whatever you need to grab. And are they charging to get into the World Series of Bowling in Reno, or is that free? Still? I think it was ten dollars for the all day ticket and twenty bucks for all weekend. So, okay, and so that was for charging. the good, yeah, the really good bleacher seating. I think there was there was a step in the pricing, right? So because they had some VIP packages available as well, where you got like a tour of the uh, player services truck where you see where they drill the bowling balls to the players. Dude, that's and a that lo- kind of thing. That's a long day to buy an all day pass for. Yep. I mean that is a long, long day. Yeah. Because if it, it, again, look, you have to be bowling nerd to sit there to watch, you know, four TV tapings or whatever it is over ten hours or eight or ten hours, whatever yeah. it is. I mean that is a like I said. Now there is a break. I'm assuming the same thing happens in Reno mm-hmm. between the afternoon session, and the evening session, and yeah. everybody always has asked me why are they taking a break? Why can't we just go into the next one? Well, that's because the 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 TV guys and stuff are union and they're required to have a break. So that is pretty much why they have to have the break. Right? Yeah, they get yeah they get they get fed and you know grab a meal between so they're not working eight nine hours straight without eating. And, right. All right. Now let's the other thing I want to know is uh, and I'm just kind of bringing everybody in listening kind of how this whole thing works. Uh, okay, so you have your your TV show guys right. Yep. And you have your four guys that make the show or five guys that make the show whatever it is on a given show. So those first two guys bowl in a step ladder format right. So they bowl now. What what is going on with the other bowlers? that aren't on TV. It's different this year for the animal parents because last year they had two adjacent pairs when they were down in the Kingpin Lounge and two guys bowled off in one pair, two guys bowled off in the other, and then they used those middle two lanes for the final match. This year for the animal parents is different. The four guys that made the TV show are all bowling one game at the same time in the same pair of lanes, and they knocked the bottom two guys off, so it's an eliminator format this year. Excuse me? So, wait, 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 yeah. wait. I, I wasn't. I, I'll be honest. I was kind of okay. half in, half out. I thought you were telling me how they were warming up. Wait, no. wait, wait. What did you say that again? So all four guys that are in the Animal Pattern TV Finals are bowling one game at the same time. Ah! And they knocked the bottom two guys out. Well, what do you know? I Man. <laughs> yeah, well, okay then. And then the, the two guys that are left bowl the, bowl the final match for the title. Huh? And? I'm sure the bowlers hate it. I don't think so. Because they didn't like they didn't like the eliminator the last time they had it. Because I, the guys with the have high rev rates killed them. I think Belmonte this, yeah. and so forth. Remember that that was the year Storm just dominated. Yeah. Killed them. High rev rate guys just ran right through that field and killed them. So then they went back to the stepladder format and pretty much neutralized what you had before. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then last year was the match play head to head match right. play format. Now this year they're back to the eliminator. But I ain't hearing any complaints at the end of for, from the guys making the shows. I mean, guys that get done Thursday night when they made the shows and nobody's complaining. Well, about Oh, nobody's complaining about ones. being on TV. Yeah. I want to know after the eliminator is done. That's that's when you find out. That's when you hear the guys grumbling about. Oh, this is so stupid. Why don't we just do a step ladder? It would neutralize guys like Belmo. That's what I heard years ago. And yeah. then they switched. And now you go back. I, eh, we'll see. We'll see how long this yeah. lasts. I mean, unless Clark, Tom Clark, uh, the commissioner of the PBA, unless he's planning on rotating this. So if, if the plan is, now next year we go back to stuff ladder, then the year after we go back to match play, yeah. and then we go back to eliminator. I mean, if the plan is that, and I don't know if he's communicated this with the players or if there's not a plan, yeah. the plan is we're going to rotate how we do the animal pattern every year. So it's going to be a three-year cycle. We're just going to rotate it through. So every year is going to be one of these three options rotated through. So you know when you're going to, to do that. That's a cool idea. I like that. Yeah, it could be as well because a couple of years ago, last year was at South Point, the evening rounds before they made TV was just a seven-game 
additional qualifying on the original games. Then last year they changed it to the best of five format that they use this year up until TV. So, you know, it's one of those things that they try to make it as exciting as possible for the fans. And for us in the match play format, once they get to the animal patterns and they get that best of five match play, that's the best format for us on extra frame. It's exciting. Every game counts. You see stuff like uh, Darren Tang against Sean Rash the other day. Tang, all he needs to do is throw an eight count and win the game. And Cheetah puts it in the gutter. Game Sean Rash. Mm-hmm. Tom Smallwood the other night bullying his match against Andrew Kane. Smallwood needs a seven count on the last ball to win. Goes wide. PBA washout. Five count. Lose. And that tends to be so, not that, surprised so, by that result. That made, it, that made it exciting for us on extra frame. The TV format, I mean, it's uh, I, I kind of like the eliminator. All four guys. Nobody complained. They got a bad pair. You're all in the same pair. You're all in the same pair. You're all bowling on the same conditions to a degree. Yep. Now, the difference is, and I'll freely admit this, when you get in this limiter format, if it's three righties and a lefty, lefty's gonna roll because lefty's got his he's got the oil all to himself. He doesn't have all these different guys throwing at all different angles and getting the oil all messed up. He gets his own his own look. Yeah, well, we'll see because because I uh, think at that point, then it maybe is advantage lefty where he doesn't have to deal with anybody else. I'm saying if it's one lefty and three righties, yeah, and the same thing would be if it's one righty and three lefties, which you'll probably never see, but. To a degree, not, yeah. yeah, not this year, but you'll see that on the Scorpion with Jesper Svensson being the only lefty. You're going to see it on the Shark with Andrew Kane yep. being the only lefty. So we'll see what happens when the, those TV finals what are. up with Andrew Kane? Where did he come from all of a sudden again? He, he's I mean, got more time year, to dedicate to his game. Last year you saw him pop up a little bit, and now this year you really hear his name popping up. Yeah, it's when he got them being president of the USBC, more time to concentrate on his game and get things going, and he's been doing quite well. Yeah, that that uh, that yeah. name will be fun to watch and see how that all goes out. So yeah. I like the eliminator format, and I said it in the past because there's just so much drama, man. Yeah. I mean, every time somebody throws a ball, you're watching, and as long as ESPN keeps up all four scores while we're watching it, and it doesn't go away for three frames and then pop back up, as long as it's there pretty consistently, and you're seeing the graphic to see where everybody's at, that that's a lot of fun, especially when you get down to the eighth, ninth oh, frame. Yeah. And you've got four guys all on the verge of possibly being knocked out or advancing. Yep. You can't, you can't beat that drama. I'll oh, take that exactly. any day of the week. And again, match play is fun, and step ladder and all that. That that's fun. It's one on one, whatever. It's not the same as having four guys possibly all being knocked out. Now, does it happen a lot? Maybe not. Normally, one guy's got the lead, and then the other three guys are battling. Yeah. But now you're saying two get knocked out, not one. Because before it was four. And then one gets knocked out, three advance, yep. and you do it again, one gets knocked out, and then you get head-to-head. Yep. So now they decided they're going to knock out half the field in one match. That's a smart way to do it, especially because you're now constrained into a 60-minute show as compared to the 90-minute shows they had for the Animal Pattern Eliminators when it was at South Point. I think it's a better idea to do 60-minute show. What about you? Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I love the 60-minute show. I mean, that's what I try to do whenever uh, my Time Warner stuff here. I always try to do 60 minutes whenever, whenever possible because it's easier to – Keep the excitement packed in, and you know, blow th- blow through the bowling, and, and just keep the action going for everybody. You're not you're not killing it with filler. Yeah, and, and you know the the other thing for me is when you're going against the National Football League, mm-hmm. and I know the PBA doesn't like me talking about this, but when you're going against the National Football League, you're only going to be able to keep these people's attention for so long before they're going to start getting interested in what's going on in their fantasy matchups or whatever else. So you get them at noon. Okay, before the game start, everything else, because people are just kicking off. There's not a lot of scoring going on early, so you got them. The longer it goes, 
the less likely you are in my mind to keep you. Now, again, when we get Tom Clark in here, I would love to know, because in radio, I'll take you behind the scenes again. In radio, for our rating system, how it how it breaks down, we can look at 15-minute increments every hour, right? So if you want to see if an interview popped ratings-wise, you can go back and look at that 15-minute segment and see what happened. If you want to see uh, if a certain uh, bit that you do for a half hour every week is working, you look at that half-hour increment just that day for you know however long you want to look back at it, and you can see it broken down and where you compared everybody else, what your rating is and all that. Now in TV, never worked in TV, I don't know if it's the same way, but I would love to know, because I know you can break down, um, you see the re- reviews come back in the Super Bowl at 9.30, it shot up or whatever, so yeah. I'm assuming it's similar. I would love to know what their last half hour looked like on those 90-minute shows versus, say, their first half hour of the show, as far as ratings. Was it higher in that last half hour of a 90-minute show than the first half hour, or how did it go? I would have to assume, and I'm just assuming, that that last half hour might have been a lower-rated portion than the beginning of the show, and that's where you want the highest ratings because that's where your championship is. And I think sometimes it's a case of who's on TV as well. I think people have gotten to know Belmo enough. If it's a yes, if it's a Pete Weber thing, no, oh, well then, well maybe it doesn't not, matter as much. Yeah, but you don't have enough but of those guys. Get, yeah, but if you get Frankie Lavoie and Graham Fowle, a couple of Canadians bowling each other, probably isn't gonna you know the casual bowler probably isn't gonna stick with it. See, and that is to me the biggest thing. And I know it's not WWE, so you can't. You know, fix who you want to be bowling in that TV finals, but that's the craft through the World Series of bowling, man. You you go out there and you grab a couple of international guys that nobody knows, and all of a sudden they're in the field, or even a couple of guys out of nowhere. You know, some Joe Schmo from um, I don't know somewhere in northern Wisconsin shows up on TV, and everybody's like, "Who is that? Yeah. Oh. oh, he got hot, and you know, now he's on TV. Now it's great for him. It's a story you can sell it." But in all reality, yeah, I'd rather have Rash or Belmonte or somebody like that there who you can either root for or root against. Yeah, And I think uh, the event that the PBA is going to have on Super Bowl Sunday with the main event in Texas uh, is going to address that a little bit. I think you're just, I think from what I've heard about that event so far, it's going to be the superstars bowling and battling out. It should be a pretty interesting show when that gets on. And that's, they, they did a good thing to schedule on Super Bowl Sunday Live. So. so are they doing it before the Super Bowl? Before the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay, so I'm going I'm to ask you another question. I don't know how much of this you can leak out or not, but I'm just going to keep asking and hope you step in it. <laughs> so you are telling me it's going to be like the Battle of the Superstars, which means then From to what me, I've heard, yes. which then means to me that maybe there's not going to be qualifying. Clark's going to handpick who he wants on this show, and they're going to go. Now, let me just forewarn everybody involved in this. You are, you are treading very you're, – you're treading in a water you may not want to tread into because – now you're really going to get people's feelings hurt. If you thought guys like Doherty and some of these other guys were mad that they didn't get selected for league back when this whole thing started and everything else and thought they got screwed and whatever, if you thought that was bad then, now you're going to handpick guys to bolt. Is there going to there's going to be money I'm involved, I'm assuming. I would assume. Right? So now you're going to handpick a field to bowl for a good amount of money on Super Bowl Sunday live on TV. Oh my god. Good luck. I, I God Godspeed, man. I good luck to you. That that because there's gonna be bowlers who think, you know, they're more stars are more stars than than maybe they really are in Tom Clark's eyes that aren't gonna get picked, and then there's gonna be some oh, then bowl better and prove your way into it. That's gonna be tough, boy. Because especially if 
you know, if you if you look at the standings, and if he doesn't just take, if he doesn't say, okay, we're taking the top ten, and he just randomly picks guys, you know, down the line. Let's okay. say let's say a Sean Rash is like twentieth, right? And there are like, I don't know, twelve guys in the top twenty that don't get picked for this thing, but Rash gets to go. Oh my god! It might not be Tom Clark picking it. What if it's the ball companies get to send two guys? That Each. I like better. That's a much better way of doing it. That's a much smarter way of doing it. Leave Clark out of it. I don't yes. know if that's the way they're going to do it, but what well, if, if if they haven't figured that out yet, listen yeah. to Brylo on this one. He's got it. <laughs> Let them be mad at their ball company. Don't put yourself in the middle of it. Yes, that's the way to do it. A plus, A plus. Another guy who gets an A plus is Pete Weber, and Phil Brylo had a chance to sit down and talk with him at the World Series of Bowling, and brought up a guy like Dwight Albrecht and his feelings towards Pete Weber. You're going to want to hear this. It's up next. Welcome back, Castle Lake Spare Time Bowling Show. Presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Phil Brylo from Extra Frame and PBA.com. Dwight Albrick, listening to the show, text me. Sunday's all right. We should be back next Sunday. So that's good. Very good to hear that. And that's good that he's listening because now we get to hear Pete Weber talk about him. Uh, all right, so. You had a chance to sit down with Pete Weber at the World Series of Bowling in Reno. Couldn't sit down. He was in such pain that I had to, we had to stand during the interview because he's having the, the back and, and hip and leg issues again. But uh, got a few minutes of Pete before he bowled one Explain of the animal pairs. Why is he bowling? Did you ask him that? I mean, I haven't heard the interview. Did you ask him why is he bowling? It's he, 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 that would have been my first question. Yeah, no, I didn't Pete, ask him that. You can't even sit down. You can't even sit down. Why are you still bowling? What are you doing? I mean, I, I now again, I, I, I don't, I, I understand to a degree, um, athletes, a, a little bit, having worked with Gary and Leroy and Gilbert Brown and these guys over the years, right? Yep. Talked to different players we've interviewed and got to know them a little bit off the air as well as on the air, and then going inside, you know, clubhouses like the Brewers and stuff, uh, and, and listening to their conversations. Now, in those sports, those guys are teams. They're in locker rooms. They travel together. All that stuff, right? So there's a lot of camaraderie and what goes with it. And they're making a boatload of money. With bowling, though, Phil, it's an individual sport. You sometimes travel with another guy, maybe, to where you're going on the road or whatever. I've heard of guys carpooling it together to different events or whatever else or you know they have their guys they stay with in the hotels on the road together when the families don't come but I don't know if it's the same thing necessarily I mean there is the camaraderie I guess because you're in a bowling center all day together Mm -hmm. Um, but that's all it can possibly be what else could it be of why he would still be out there with when he's in because Dwight brought this up last week about how much pain he's in physically. Now you come back from Reno and tell me the exact same thing. Dude, quit. You're done. Go home. What are you doing? If he went home, his wife would have kicked his backside. That I believe. <laughs> boy, Tracy would have kicked him in the backside. Those two love each other, boy. That that is that those two are funny. She, she told him it's too late to go back now. You're bowling good. Finish this out. You got no choice but to finish this out. And okay, said, fine. No, Once great. he's there, 
But now it's done. I'm telling you that he should be he call it a career. It's been real. Go pop up on a PBA 50 tour once in a while if you feel like it. Other than that, dude, go home and relax. He's got to do something else. Does he play golf? Does, I can't play golf. That's his how he, back, that's his how back he hurt himself jacked. over the summer and dropped off the 50 tour. Oh, there you go. Perfect. So that's out. So you can't play golf. I don't know. Take a crochet or something. But dude, enough. Just He's too stubborn. I just feel it's, bad for him. It, it's too ingrained. It's too much of a part of his life. He's 50. Yeah. His 53. body's yeah. not going to recover like it did. Yeah. Whatever. He's going to fight it all the way. He'll fight it till he's in the grave. Yeah. I just I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> uh, here is uh, Phil Brallo's interview uh, with Pete Weber here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. The Geico World Series of Bowling 8 for Sports Radio 1250, WSSP, and the Spare Time Bowling Show with me. A man I do consider is the greatest of all time, Pete Weber. And uh, sorry to put a little pressure on you at the start of the interview, Pete, but. One heck of a week here starting at the Geico World Series of Bowling 8. It's continuing on, talking to you right before the second match play round, and just a superhuman effort out of you last night. Well, you know, Phil, it's just been um, all week long. I've had pain in my left hip, uh, pain in my lower back. It's progressed to my right hip a little bit now, but you know what? It hasn't got worse, so that's what's keeping me going is it hasn't got any worse. And actually, this is making me stay a little more upright with my shot. And my brother, Rich, my coach, always told me the more upright I am, the better I throw the ball. So, obviously, this isn't to my advantage. Yeah. And still a couple of animal patterns for you to go get with match play as well. And uh, it's going to be a long week. Uh, what can you do to manage the pain? Is there anything you can do right now? I know you've seen chiropractors in the past, and is there anything you can do to, to keep going? Well, the only thing I've been doing this week, I mean, I, have, I haven't seen a chiropractor. I mean, uh, I've taken a lot of Advil. I've taken some prescription leave that person gave to me. Uh, I've taken Quartazone that my doctor gave to me before I came out to, to make sure that maybe that'll help the pain a little bit, which actually it really has. But once we start bowling, that's when the pain starts again. So it, it need, I need to get through the bowling. Let's go back to the PBA 50 tour season. We talked on our opening week on our show about how that was one of the most dominating performances of any tour all time with bowling. And the great year you had in the 50 tour, cut short by injury a little bit, but what was it like winning six titles, a couple of majors? It was a pretty awesome, pretty awesome season. You know, I, I had so much fun out there doing that. I mean, the six wins was just, you know, I, I took advantage of what I got. So, you know, and then uh, actually the the three that I didn't win, I finished fourth, second, and second. So, you know, I, I had a great year, and I don't have any complaints about it. But, uh, you know, uh, that's all great and everything, but this is the tour I want to win on. I, I want to win this tournament, this world championships, break that tie with Earl Anthony and give somebody else a shot at getting to 12 maybe. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of them guys that take the good with the bad. When I'm bowling good, I take it. When I'm bowling bad, I don't take it very well. But that's when I get determined more. And what a lot of people don't know as well is that you go around and do a lot of stuff for the U.S. service people around the world. I know you and Randy Pearson went recently to a, to a trip in Germany and helped out some of the bases. How much fun is that for you to go out and, and give back to the people that do everything for our country? 
you know, going going around the, the country or going to Europe, maybe going to Asia or even Alaska, um, it's so fun to be there with them people because they have a different outlook about, hey, we got professional bowlers here. Let's take full advantage of it. And they're so appreciative of us being there. And they just have a good time. They show us a good time. They take us to really nice restaurants, you know. And, and of course, over in Europe, you know, the beer is the best in the world. So, <laughs> No doubt about that. And then one last question. My co-host, Dwight Albrecht, is not a fan of yours. He sees you on TV. He's not a fan of yours. What do you have to say to someone like Dwight who's not a fan of you? Hey, Dwight, I can't say what I really want to say, but I'll give it to you. Here's the crotch chop for you. Screw you. <laughs> Thanks, Pete, and good luck the rest of the week. Oh, yeah. That, that's going to work well. That's good. You know, I don't like playing drops, but that's pretty funny. We could just keep that and just play that for Dwight every time one of us gets mad at Dwight. That's pretty funny. The crotch chop for Dwight on the radio. Is that the first time he's ever done a crotch chop on the radio? He doesn't do many interviews, period, with Pete. So I believe that would be the first one he's ever done on the radio. Like I, I, I've said this before, um, and I said it. When did I say it? Uh, I said it on the post-game show last night, big show. I don't know, because we've been promoting the Pete Weber interview coming up all week. Um, and there are people that are bitter and mad at Pete for things that he did when he was younger, when he toured around the country, right? I mean, he wasn't exactly the most pleasant guy in the whole wide world when he was in Milwaukee a time or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people still hold that against him. And that, whatever. I can't do anything about that. I'll just say this. In my dealings with him, and in my interviews with him, and I've interviewed him several times, um, and have had a chance to talk to him several times without interviewing him, uh, I like him a lot. I do. Um, you know, everybody's got their their ghosts of the past and everything else that that haunt them for however long they haunt them. Uh, but my my biggest litmus test, I guess you could say, for that dude is when you go to a pro am for the PBA. I don't care what city you're in or where you're at, and that dude's bowling with these guys, go talk to him after he's done bowling with them and see what they say about him. Every time he's coming to Milwaukee and I've been in a pro-am, I make it a duty of my own to walk over to the fans that he's bowling with, mom, dad, kids, whatever. Hey, how was that? How was Pete? And every single time I've walked over, they've all, oh, he was really cool. I thought he'd be a jerk, but he was really nice. He was real nice to our kid and blah, 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 blah. And oh, man. Got an, uh, I'm a new fan. And, and again, sometimes perception is reality. Sometimes it is. Okay? Catch Pete on a bad day, maybe things aren't going so well, right? Oh, yeah. But catch anybody on a bad day and things might not be going so well. Catch me on a bad day and see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, from from that perspective, I, I just, I, I think it's overblown a little bit, the negative rap that dude gets sometimes. But I, what, have you had any bad dealings with him since you've been with Extra Frame? No. I mean, I've never... We're like, we're like everybody else next to him. If a guy he had a tough loss to get bumped out of the TV show uh, against Thomas Larson on one of the patterns, and I mean Pete shot two fifty the last game and, and lost. And nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. You give the guy twenty minutes. He comes back out of the he comes back out of the paddock and took a couple of pictures with fans. Yep. And you know you, you give him the time to decompress. Don't don't hit ever hit. And it doesn't matter what <laughs> level the player is at on the tour. I'll tell you something else. And they may not want to hear this either. He is their their big star on that tour. Bigger star than Belmonte, bigger star than Rash. I mean, it's Weber, then Belmonte, and then everybody else. Well, here we go. Extra frame. So here we are. We had Marshall Holman in the booth on extra frame. 
in the evening rounds the last week of the tournament when we had all the match play going on. And all of a sudden, we were running we were running XF2, we called it. It was an extra stream. It was just, just the bowling, no commentary, anything. Oh, okay. Stays level, stays level, stays level, stays level. There's 80% of our viewers watching us with Marshall, and there's 20% watching the other. So they watch the bowlers there. As soon as Pete gets on there, bam, it goes to 50-50. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to Marshall anymore. Nobody wants to listen to me. Everybody wants to watch Pete Bowl on XF2. Feed just goes to 50-50. Just shows you, didn't do it with Walter Ray, didn't do it with Sean Rash, didn't do it with Belmonte. Did it with Pete, though. Yep. As soon as we told him, reminded everybody, hey, Pete's on uh, XF2 this game. Bam, gone. Half, half of them gone. Seriously, had a producer, uh, Matt Barlow, working post game last night, right? And Matt Barlow's been with the station forever. Um, and I go to Matt Barlow, I go, hey, we've got Pete Weber on tomorrow. Oh, good. You don't even know who he is, do you? I have no idea. I'm like, yes, you do, Barlow. He's like, who is he? So he wears the sunglasses, does the X degeneration X crotch up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. know who that guy is. Yeah. I mean, Belmonte, yeah, he's a two-handed bowler, right? Okay. People will probably know him to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm telling you, if you don't watch bowling, I, who else is there to identify with? Yeah. I, I don't know if, if people know Sean Rash outside of the people that watch the PBA, but people outside of that watch the PBA know Pete Weber. Oh, yeah. Each and every time, no question about it. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick time out. Uh, also still to come, we'll talk with Phil Anko, uh, owner of Castle Lanes. He's doing an awesome thing. A rollback Fridays uh, and a cool special on Sunday mornings. Uh, and it's Sunday morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. So from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday morning, you can bowl for, what is it, $6.97. Unlimited bowling from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now you can get there whenever you want, but it ends at 1 o'clock. So if you get there at 11, you can only bowl to one. If you get there at noon, you can only bowl to one. You get there at 10, you can bowl three hours to one. It includes shoe rentals. So those of you that want to practice for league and everything else and say, I don't want to pay all that money for open bowling to bowl four or five games, forget it. You can go down to Castle Lands, Highway 31 and Racine, bowl for less than $7. If you don't have shoes and you're on league, you're weird. But <laughs> you could still get free shoe rental, right? And bowls many games as you want. And then at noon, he's got the NFL Sunday ticket on every TV in the house. Every TV on every lane has NFL Sunday ticket. So if you're a fan of the, I don't know, the Jets, and the Jets play at noon, he'll turn the Jets game on your TV for you. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Then you can go hang out in the bar area, grab some lunch after, and watch the rest of your game. I, I, it doesn't get much better than what they got going on. And Friday nights, wait till you hear the Friday night special. <laughs> if you haven't heard that, that's coming up in about 10 minutes. Welcome back. It's Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show. Presented to you by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. We're going to have an Ebonite bowling ball to give away this year on the show. Our thanks to the guys over at Ebonite. And uh, Dwight Albrecht will have details on what ball it will be. Uh, and, of course, you'll be able to do that at the MILWCAR.com website. Uh, once we start that uh, contest, we'll let you know. And uh, it's been successful the last couple of years. We've had different uh, brands of bowling balls. And, uh, again, we'll try it again. Uh, coming up uh, here in the next month or so. Okay, 
So, Phil Brylo, well, let's change gears a little bit from the PBA for just a few minutes uh, and talk about uh, high school bowling uh, coming up this season. Uh, favorites, teams that you like uh, coming into the season? I got some returning uh, members coming back this year that didn't lose a whole bunch to college or otherwise? Uh, I'll tell you what, in uh, the Milwaukee Waukesha in District 1, it's there's some tight competition. There's some teams that lost some seniors. Looking around, from what I've seen so far, just on the results, the first uh, they got one weekend in. Uh, last weekend, they had I didn't see any results from yesterday yet, but it, it's up for grabs. There's so many teams that are, that are good with Oak Creek and Germantown, and they've added some teams with Kettle Moraine, it's 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 really going to be a toss up. It's going to take a couple of weeks to kind of sort out the standings and and see who's going to stay hot for the season. When you talk about um, high school bowling uh, and where it's been in the last five years, how does this year going into this year again, uh, r- really not having seen much yet, but going into this year, how does this year stack up over say the last five years? I think with the number of seniors that were pretty talented that have graduated and moved on to, to college programs now from last year, talent levels kind of plateaued i think it's gonna take some work before we see the next uh three four five high school superstars that can carry a team around southeastern wisconsin i there's really no names that are jumping out at me that can be sure. dominant for a team uh like we saw with uh with billy hibbard for mcguanago a couple of years ago like we saw brent boho for marquette that carried his team quite well yeah carrying the uh you know, getting the one guy that can that can really carry a squad, I haven't seen it yet. What about the colleges in the area? Whitewater, UWM, how, how are they looking? Whitewater's their usual dominant selves in the Great Lakes Bowling Conference. Uh, they've had, uh, they won their own tournament they hosted last weekend out in the Madison area. Uh, for the guys, the women are highly rated again. It's always a strong program. UWM, uh, solid program. I'm sure they'll make the intercollegiate team championships once again. Uh, just a matter they need to get over the hump and 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 do like what Whitewater did, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago now, which is get that first intercollegiate national finals under your belt. And it's so tough to recruit nowadays as a as a club sport when there's NAI schools right across the border with Robert Morris and and Callie McCollege that can go, hey, here's a scholarship if you come here. And some kids and parents don't look at the overall picture; they go. Well, it's a scholarship, but the education might not be as good, and uh, you might not bowl as much, that type right. of thing, and you might end up paying a little bit more. So I, I think that's what UWM really needs. If they can get the break at, Nash, at the at the national uh, championship qualifier that uh, Whitewater got years ago when I was coaching them, I think that could take them up to the next level. And that's really tough. That's really what it is. All right, so what's going on with you and Time Warner 32 and your shows? Uh, Junior Hall of Fame, that great tournament that Shannon Lubinsky runs. Uh, we taped the finals of that a couple of weeks ago. That's on today at 4 o'clock. On, uh, now it's Spectrum Sports. They're starting to change over. I think it's official as of January 1. I got that when I called the uh, – what would I, what did I call for? I remember. I called for somebody yeah. to check out something because you know me. I'm all about DirecTV, so I definitely yeah. – not dealing with that. Um, <laughs> who was it that I called? I don't know. I called for somebody the other day. They didn't yeah. want to deal with the customer service over there. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. And then uh, <laughs> following that, we had our high school kickoff classic at Motion Plus Lanes. Uh, we had that before I left for Reno. And in the final uh, spots, editing that out and getting it ready. And that'll start during uh, a week from Monday on Spectrum Sports as well. So we had some teams come in. We had Sun Prairie come in from the Madison area. We had a uh, home team from Castle Lanes, Racine Park come in, Oak Creek. Uh, several other teams and dude, uh, I'm telling you something. some good battles. Uh, living, at, living in Oak Creek now, dude, that town is 
blowing up yep. people-wise. Oh, my God. I mean, our middle schooler is in sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So first year of middle school. We go to this orientation before the year starts. Now, there's two middle schools in Oak Creek. In his middle school, there's 250 sixth graders. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, they're building a new school on like just off the freeway on Drexel. They're building another elementary school. Yeah, that's going to be right next to Ikea. Yeah. yeah, that's open this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, but that is unbelievable. Sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. So when you start looking at communities like that, it's going to be like Arrowhead at Oak Creek High School. That, that's where it's going. They built a brand new uh, building that I think opens in the fall for just ninth graders because mm-hmm. there's too many kids, ninth to 12th, in the main high school. Yep. Now they built a whole new facility right by the high school for just ninth graders. You start talking about numbers like that, you hope it translates into bowling. That you get well, more numbers out for bowling and get more kids encouraged to go bowl. And for Oak Creek, it does. Oak Creek has a boys varsity, girls varsity, and two JV teams. Look at that. So, I mean, McGuanago has always had a boys varsity, girls varsity, a couple JV teams. Right. So the numbers are there with some of the schools and, and other schools. It's a little tough to hold. I know New Berlin this year uh, had to co-op once again to get enough uh, girls and boys to have programs for, for New Berlin as that well. That should not have to happen in New Berlin. Yeah. I mean, so, and there's and New, New Berlin's uh, – Girls team, once again, is, is pretty solid. I'm sure Dwight will be bragging all Muskego, about that next time he's in the— Muskego, yeah. McGuanago, New Berlin, none of those. Yeah. Not those, All those communities are big enough where you should not have to worry about co-op. New Berlin, they got multiple high schools. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I don't get it, but uh, Muskego is a strong— pro, You know, they have they have a couple of JV programs as well, boys boys varsity, girls varsity. Right. You know, McGuanago is huh. the same way. So, yeah, just that little—for some reason, with New Berlin, you know, and there's uh, I think there's one team from Brookfield this year that's a co-op as well. That's weird. All right, so coming up next, we'll talk with Phil Anko, owner of Castle Lanes, and wait till you hear his rollback specials that he's got going on on Fridays and Sunday mornings. In fact, the one rollback special starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. I'll tell you what that's all about up next. Welcome back, Spare Time Bowling Show. Thanks again to Castellates this year for being a sponsor, as well as the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Uh, coming up next here, Phil Anko from Castellates. Talk about his amazing rollback specials. Don't forget, coming up at 10 o'clock, Fantasy Football Weekly presented to you by Dave and Busters. That'll take you 10 to noon. And then Hot Stove Weekly returns with the franchise, Tim Allen. And Eric, I don't know, Thams, Tims, whatever it may be, it's not on hold, Greg. Or whatever you did. I'm not sure what you did, but it's, it doesn't appear right, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, so we will get to uh, Phil Anko here uh, momentarily uh, once Greg has this figured out of what he did over there on the other side of the glass. Greg doesn't know what he did. He just gave me a look like I don't know what's going on. Do you want me to try, Greg? I don't think he's there. Oh, it's good. Well, th- that takes care of that. You may want to go get Rami then because you're going to need it for the show. We're having some phone uh, oh. issues, uh, so that'll take care of that. Greg, just go get Greg. Hello, <laughs> Greg. Go get Rami because it's going to have to take place over here. So go get Rami because if you all don't have phones on the fantasy uh, football show, then it's 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 not going to work uh, at all if it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I guess we won't get Phil Anko on today, apparently. Uh, you want to text Phil and tell him we're not going to get to him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, when we start talking about uh, bowling today, Phil, and guys that are on league play, do you get the sense that guys are practicing as much now 
than maybe they did back in the 70s and the 80s and so forth? Not even close. Not even close to what practice is so little of what makes league bowling nowadays. You see enough of the guys that go out and compete in tournaments on the weekends that go and practice when they can. Uh, before the, If guys, before they leave for USBC Nationals, they'll practice a little bit more. I don't see people so sticking around after so league practicing. So league is, let's say, Wednesday night, and then they come back and they bowl league uh, the next Wednesday. You're telling me you don't see guys really out practicing in between that? No. See, and this is, and I, and I don't quite understand why that is. I mean, are you not as, are people not as competitive as they once were as far as, you know, wanting to win league? Winning, win team play on league and stuff like that. Is that is that the issue? I think that's part of it. There's no real big money leagues left anymore. There's no, it's not a lot of, I mean, scratch leagues anymore. I bowl in a scratch league on Wednesday nights at AMF Bolero. They added 1500 bucks to the prize fund between the pro shop there and Bolero themselves. And the league went from 22 three man teams down to 10 this year. Woo wee. Because people are, it's it's just the weird thing, and nobody's you know nobody stays after the practice. As soon as ten o'clock rolls around and empties out, done. We start at eight, we're done by ten, and nobody's hanging around throwing any shots after or doing anything. Nothing. Nothing. I don't. I mean, times change. I guess people change. Whatever you got, family life to take care of. Uh, you got things to do and people to see. All right, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Phil Anko of Castle Lane. Sorry, Phil, we had some phone issues on this side. Uh, so first things first, uh, let's talk about uh, the special you have going on Sunday morning starting at 10 o'clock, Phil. Well, we're starting our 25th season, so we're celebrating with some specials. On Sunday, we have a three-hour practice, fun session, whatever you want it to make. For six ninety-five, includes the shoes, so it's one price per person. And like you had said before, if you get there at 10, you get to bowl all the way till 1 o'clock. But if you get there at noon, you bowl till 1. It's still a great deal no matter what time you get there. And we do have the NFL ticket, so uh, we can get the pregame uh, for your favorite NFL team right at Lane and your favorite NFL team uh, while you're practicing. So, and then the other thing too is once they're done at one o'clock, they can always go into your bar, have some lunch, and still watch their game. Oh yeah, we got uh, we got some good beer specials in there. Uh, Twenty two ounce tap, Miller Lite, three bucks, and Damn. Uh, and uh, some other stuff going on. So yeah, we have lots of. Lots of good stuff going on Sunday. Like I told my wife, I remember going from Racine to Strakota's, Mill Shore Bowl and Pinkies and all those things, you know, just to get your Sunday morning practice in. So there's no excuse not to practice. I mean, uh, you know, three hours where can you go get your equipment worked out? And um, three hours for six ninety five, you give us a $10 bill, we give you a bunch of change back. <laughs> yeah, right. How about on Friday nights, Phil, your $5 Fridays? Okay, Friday, $5 Fridays is going crazy. Uh, that is just like our fun thing. So uh, anytime from 12 noon until 9 p.m. is when we offer it. And uh, when you come in in that time frame, you're going to get two hours of bowling, and you're going to get your shoes included, and you just give us $5. It's $5 Friday. So we're rolling it back way uh, way past 25 years to celebrate our 25th year. So and what do, only recommend, when does it stop on Friday night? What time does it go back to regular pricing? Not, uh, 9 p.m. If you're on the waiting list at 9 p.m., we'll honor it. Uh, so, you know, you'd be bowling till 11 at night. Uh, but if you're there at 9 p.m. or you're on our waiting list at 9 p.m., uh, that's the last call for the $5. So it starts at noon, goes all the way till 9 p.m. 
uh, we offer that $5 Friday. So if I get annoyed at 8.59, I can bowl to 11 o'clock, and then it goes back to regular pricing. Exactly. If you're there at uh, exactly right for you, if you walk in at 9.30, we're going to tell you we got a waiting list, and it's going to be regular price. What's our regular price still good? Right. Wow, $5 bowling, and you can bowl as much as you want, and you get shoe rental. I bet you it's blowing up down there at Castle Aids and Racine. <laughs> right. No so question. Just get there early. We don't take phone-in reservations because it just turns into a big bugaboo. So yep. it's, uh, it's first come, first serve. If you're in the building and you're on the waiting list, uh, in person, uh, you, you're going to get the price. And then uh, we do have a, a really fun league coming up in January, too, that I want to mention. Uh, January 19th, we have our Bad Bowlers League where it just costs you $15 a night. It runs for 15 weeks, and everyone will get a $50 gift card from uh, Best Buy. It's a nine-pin format, so if you get nine on your first strike, I mean nine on your first ball, it counts as a strike, so there's no embarrassing single-pin misses. And the first-place doubles team, it's a doubles format handicap, will win $1,000 in Best Buy gift cards. Hell yes! So that's on Thursday nights at 9.30, starting January 19th. That's awesome. Good deal. Phil Ico, Castellades, we'll have you out throughout the year, my friend, and uh, thank you so much. Thanks for what you do, guys. You Bye. betcha. There is Phil Brylow, the Great Midwest Bank Highlight. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin, they're ready when you are. Next week, I think we have a full house. Are you back here next I'm week? I'm back here next week. And the commissioner, Tom Clark, will also join us next week. As will Dwight Albrecht. He'll be back from uh, his health issues and looking forward to that. Quaker Steak and Lube, be there at 3 o'clock. Game day party. Assign James Jones Green Bay replica helmet to give away today. Shots after touchdowns. Trivia throughout the game for prizes. Got our numbers board and crate, of course, great, great wings. And Phil Bryla might be there so you can get his autograph. <laughs> That's all coming up today at 3 at Quaker Steak and Lube. Up next, Tim Allen helps you out with fantasy football. And Rami tries to derail it. Don't listen to him. Follow Tim's advice. Have a good day.